Welcome to the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Here we celebrate giving without the pressure to give. Audacious Generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Now, here's your host, Kevin White. Good morning. This is Kevin White. It's December the 1st. Welcome to Audacious Generosity Show. On November the 17th, my new book, Audacious Generosity, became an instant international number one bestseller on Amazon in not just one, but six categories, two in India, four in the USA. I am so thankful to the Lord and for everyone who helped make publishing Audacious Generosity become a reality. It is now available worldwide on Amazon, Google, Apple, Barnes & Noble, all the major stores. It's available in ebook, paperback, hardback, and audiobook around the world. So, have you purchased it? Are you reading Audacious Generosity? I would greatly appreciate your five-star review. I'd love to hear from you. Please contact me on WhatsApp or email me at kevin at kevinwhite.us. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Audacious Generosity Show. We have listeners from the U.S., Thailand, India, Lufthansa, South Korea, Iran, even the Alan Islands. I just want to welcome you to the show. So one of the verses that has always guided me throughout my life is Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 through 21. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. But you know what? This verse presents an enormous problem in the world today. Can I prove it to you? Okay, show of hands. How many of you are intentionally, deliberately, and boldly asking God for more today? How many of you have actually done that today? See, we are not asking God for more. The vast majority of the people following Jesus Christ are not waking up every single day asking God for more. Why not? In Audacious Generosity, in my book, I dedicate a whole chapter entitled, Ask God for More. So I want to share an excerpt of the audiobook with you today. Chapter 2, Ask God for More. I remember the day I regretted becoming a Christian. When I was 31 years old, I was married with three kids. I had just invested three years of blood, sweat, and tears to start a new church when the leaders of this church voted to fire me as their pastor. I felt broken beyond repair. I didn't just want to quit. I wanted to die. The agony made me regret becoming a Christian. God seemed more like a careless boss than a trusted father or friend. I felt confused. I regretted becoming a Christian because my understanding of master, mission, strategy, and generosity were all messed up. 
I trusted Jesus for salvation and was baptized when I was 10 years old. At that time, I thought I had done all I needed to do to be a Christian. I was a Christian and Jesus was my savior, but not my master. In high school, I was a Christian, yet I had no sense of mission in my life. It was like being in water that's not wet. I was miserable. During my senior year in high school, I attended a gospel meeting where I prayed, God, if there's more of you than I realize, I want to know. That's when everything began to change. Instead of going out and partying with my friends, I started staying home and sitting on my bed and reading the Bible for hours. God gave me such a hunger for more. I couldn't stop reading, which was ironic since I never liked reading. I began experiencing a love and peace I'd never experienced before. God began impressing upon me that he had a plan for my life. That year, God radically transformed my life from the inside out. I went from wanting to drop out of high school to one year later entering college in order to answer God's call into full-time ministry. 14 years later, working as a pastor for that new church, I recognized Jesus was my master. I was a Christian with a mission and strategy, but I mistakenly thought everything depended on what I could give. This resulted in me being an insecure workaholic for God. The problem in all of this was that I was a Christian who didn't value or pursue the presence of God. I was misunderstanding my identity in Christ and the ultimate reason for my existence. If only you knew how I had filled up prayer journals, wanting the peace and the power of God in my life. Unfortunately, I wasn't pursuing the presence of God in my life. I was a Christian for over 20 years before I understood the value of God's presence. All during this time, I have been begging God for more, but I wasn't willing to accept that God's greatest gift will always be more of his presence. The peace and power I wanted so badly was found in his presence. The value of God's presence. Within a few months after I was fired for being an insecure workaholic, God took me to India and changed my life. I was a Christian minister of the gospel, but I'd never seen the value of God's presence the way I did in India. I saw orphans without shoes and toothbrushes, but if they knew Jesus, they exhibited real peace and joy. I saw whole church congregations without musical instruments except for tribal drums. They didn't have any bulletins or budgets, but you could clearly tell who knew Jesus because they were filled with so much joy. On the plane ride back home, I drew two crosses in my journal. On one cross, I wrote all the good things I used to pursue in life, acceptance, security, significance, influence, impact, 
etc. On the other cross, I wrote the presence of God. I committed before God that I would spend the rest of my life pursuing his presence first and foremost. Once I committed to passionately pursue the presence of God, it brought me courage and freedom that has resulted in audacious generosity. I would have never guessed that asking God daily for more could have such a profound impact on my life. Living Relationship with God Reporter Dan Wooding shared his story of the day Mother Teresa, standing in a festering slum, told him, Your poverty is greater than ours. I quote, The spiritual poverty of the Western world is much greater than the physical poverty of our people. You in the West have millions of people who suffer such terrible loneliness and emptiness. They feel unloved and unwanted. The Western people are not hungry in the physical sense. They are hungry in another way. The West knows they need something more than money. They don't know what it is. What they don't know they are missing, really, is a living relationship with God. End of quote. Mother Teresa won the Nobel Peace Prize for her care for the poor in Calcutta, India. I love her phrase, living relationship with God. It's much more than labeling yourself a Christian. A living relationship with God involves pursuing God's presence and experiencing God as he works in and through us to extend his presence on the earth. I like how Pastor Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church explains it too. I quote, Your proximity to the presence of Christ becomes your provision for the challenges that you face. End of quote. Hopefully you can relate to pursuing the presence of God. I hope you pursue a living relationship with God. I encourage you to accept your need and opportunity to ask God for more every day. Everything changed once I started asking God daily for more. What does it mean to ask God for more? To ask is to request someone to do or give something. To ask God for more is to request God to do or give more. Asking God is not pressuring ourselves or others. Asking God for more is accepting and taking action on the truth that God is a fountain that never runs dry. Isaiah 58 verse 11. God always wants more and has more for us than we ever thought possible. In Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 through 23, NLT, the author writes, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. God will never say, there is nothing more I could want for you. Asking God for more is waking up tomorrow and taking action again to ask God for more. Then the next day, 
and the next. The average lifespan in the United States today is 28,470 days or 78 years. That's 28,470 mornings of waking up to more of God's love and mercies. Let's say we are above average and live to be 110 years old. That would be 40,150 mornings. Even in that, God will still be larger than life. God has always wanted more for you, and he is ready to give you more. The Bible says that God knew you even before you were born. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Even before you knew God, he already knew you by name. He already knew the number of hairs on your head. God already loved you before you received his love and started loving him in return. Before you wanted forgiveness for your sins, God already wanted a relationship with you so much that he sent Jesus to die in your place. Before you wake up and go into God's presence, he has already invited you to boldly come in Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 12. Before you begin to fear, God has already said, fear not, 365 times in Scripture, once for every day of the year. Before you are hungry, God has already planted and harvested seeds for your food, Matthew 6, 26. The fact that God has already provided in advance everything you need is evidence that He has always wanted more for you. So how do we ask God for more? After I was fired and went to India, we went through that period of financial hardship in which I prayed, Father, give us food that others might eat. While we witnessed miracles, we also had to make major adjustments to keep in step with God. One night, I found myself praying in the middle of the night, Come, Holy Spirit, come. At this point, God had given us the opportunity to share food with hundreds of families a week. I was confident I was doing what God had given me to do, but there was no paycheck. When we couldn't pay our bills, I turned our minivan back over to the bank. A year later, our mortgage was foreclosed, and we were evicted out of our home. A few weeks later, we had to buy back our earthly possessions because the bank had given them to a local charity. More on this story later. Six weeks later, we were living with a family from our church. At times, there were 17 of us living in a three-bedroom house. During the day, we were out delivering food to needy families. Every evening, we'd all come together for dinner and then we'd set up mattresses under the dinner table where our kids would sleep. The next day, we would do it all over again. It was a mix of gore and glory. One particular evening, I couldn't sleep. Around 3 a.m., I found myself alone in the driveway, just pacing back and forth, praying, Come, Holy Spirit, come. At this moment in my life, I was aware that as much as we needed a house to call home, what we really needed more than anything was the presence of God. 
We needed comfort that money couldn't buy. God had lovingly stripped away our need for income and financial stability. What we needed more than anything was a miracle. I want you to hear this. As God was guiding me to pray, come Holy Spirit, come. What I was agreeing to in my spirit was that I needed a miracle maker more than I needed a miracle. I desired the way maker, not just the way. As I cried, come Holy Spirit, come. The anthem of my heart was all I need is you. It wasn't a lyric in some worship song. It was the honest cry of my heart. I also want you to hear this. Left to my own ways, I would have never done this. God offered and I took so much courage and freedom. I can take no credit. That night was a breakthrough moment in my life. God led me to stop needing and asking for miracles and start asking for his presence above all else. I'll come back to this story later, but you should know that six weeks later, without any money in our hands, God moved us into the largest house we'd ever called home. We lived there for seven years as God wrote his story of audacious generosity in our lives. Setting God free in my life began with asking God daily for more. Perhaps this will show where God stops and where we tend to stop. Come, Holy Spirit, come. 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 Did you read each word or did you jump ahead? Some may consider this silly exercise a waste of paper. Why repeat, come Holy Spirit, come 15 times? It only takes one time, right? I'm confident that God's willingness to hear us pray, come Holy Spirit, come, it stands much longer than our willingness to pray it. We could pray it 15 billion times and God would be like, now we're just getting started. I have to admit to you, at first the phrase, come, Holy Spirit, come, seemed odd to me. Obviously, the Holy Spirit has already come. I don't repeat this because I'm waiting on the Holy Spirit to come. I believe God leads us to this phrase because he always has more for us. The Holy Spirit offers us a practical opportunity to experience God today. The Bible teaches that the Holy Spirit is our comforter, our counselor, and our helper, among other practical expressions. Some say, don't ask for help, claiming God helps those who help themselves. 
The truth is, that's nowhere in the Bible. I am aware of my endless need for comfort, wise counsel, and help. I don't pray, come, Holy Spirit, come, to get the Holy Spirit to show up. I also don't disregard Jesus or the Father. God led me to pray, come, Holy Spirit, come, because the Holy Spirit is a gift from God. I am saying, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. God, I need your presence. God, I desire you more than anything. Even now, years later, I can't stop praying, come, Holy Spirit, come. I don't mean that's all I pray, but I am saying it is a reoccurring prayer of my heart. We could pray it 365 days in a row and it still won't be enough. I've never entered a place in which it wasn't needed. I've prayed, come, Holy Spirit, come in Hindu temples, on cramped airplanes, during funeral services, when passing automobile accidents, and in the midst of family conflicts. You name it. It's not about repeating the words over and over. It's about the posture of our heart. What God's more is and is not. If you think asking God for more is about more cars, houses, parking spaces, and followers on social media, then you're going to be frustrated unless you're asking for these things for him. God's more is always more of himself or more for himself. I hope you will allow this truth to bring you freedom. I understand it can seem disappointing at first. I've been so covered up in need before that more of God's presence was the last thing I thought I needed. I get it. When we're looking over a stack of bills, it seems obvious that what we need is more money. When our stomachs are growling from hunger, it seems obvious that what we need is more food. Let's be real. When we feel scared or alone, we crave a physical hug from a live person, not just a Bible verse. To ask God for more is to ask for more of God. Here are four things God's more is not. Number one, God's more is not us bossing God around. Number two, God's more is not about material entitlement. Number three, God's more is not about giving in order to gain. Number four, God's more is not about our faith being some force that guarantees prosperity. Hey, welcome back to Audacious Generosity Show. So we've been listening to an excerpt from my audiobook of Audacious Generosity. And this is the chapter, Ask God for More. I personally am committing the rest of my life to encourage and empower as many people as possible to ask God for more. And next week, I want to share the rest of this chapter with you. I want you to make it a point to every day ask God for more. Until then, I'll see you back here on the Audacious Generosity Show next week. God bless you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Audacious Generosity podcast. 
Join us next week as we open our hands up to God and let him fill them for the Great Commission. Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself, and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your friends and family for the holidays. Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with Audacious Generosity. Get your copy today.